Welcome to Heard It on the Shark, North Mississippi's podcast for informed listeners with your show host, Melinda Marsalis. Heard It on the Shark is a weekly podcast that airs every Tuesday on the Shark 102.3 FM radio station based in Ripley, Mississippi. Melinda Marsalis interviews the movers and shakers in North Mississippi who are making things happen. By clicking subscribe, you'll hear from entrepreneurs, leaders of business, medicine, education, and the people behind the amazing things happening in North Mississippi. When people ask you, how did you know about that? You'll say, I heard it on the shark. Heard it on the shark is brought to you by Sunbear Studio. Sunbear Studio is a boutique recording studio in the heart of Ripley, Mississippi. When you record with us at Sunbear Studio, we can mix, master, register, and publish your music, your podcast, or your family story. Email us when you're ready at sunbear at jc.media. This program was recorded at Sunbear Studio in Ripley, Mississippi. Hey, Shark fans, it's Melinda with another episode of Heard It on the Shark. And today in Sunbear Studio with me, I have Mr. Tony Wayne Hooper, who is a musician that we've become friends with as we've owned the stations for the last three years. And he has come over to talk about his career and the Mississippi School of Music. Tony, thanks for making the drive today. Thank you, Melinda, and thank you, Shark fans. It's good to be here. Now. Let's let our Shark fans know who you are exactly. Well, Tony Wayne Hooper here. I grew up in North Mississippi, born and raised in the Boomville, Mississippi area. Mom still lives out there. And goodness gracious, uh, as we say, or I say often, my mom and dad did not have television. So I grew up playing guitar and working in the garden every day. And it's how I became a great musician, I suppose, if I am. <laughs> so, And everything was a sin except loving your mother because we were Pentecostal and couldn't go anywhere or do anything, you know. And so it's it's been a blessing to grow up here this way. And yeah, it's been about, all about music and ministry for me, for me. So you have been involved from the start with Christian music, worship music, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, uh, mom and dad were in ministry and drove the church bus and picked up kids in the community. And it's so funny because I remember how they would stop the bus and sometimes go in and put the kids like clothes on literally and get them on the church bus. And uh, so we did that as a, as a ministry growing up and sang songs on the church bus and at church. And so it was music for me. I started playing guitar at about age four. I don't remember not playing and singing. So it's just the life that we lived and how we reach people. Now, Tony, I got to say that there's a lot of people in life, a lot of actors and musicians and, and people on stage. There are a lot of flash and bang, and then there's not a lot of substance when you get down to it. And then there's other people who are so humble and so quiet and so self-detracting. You think, well, you know, they're not that big a deal. And then you hear what they have to offer, and they are such a big deal. And you are in that second category oh, because... You. You're so humble and nice, and you put the kids in your Mississippi School of Music first. But when I began to listen to your music, I was blown away because the lyrics are awesome, the music is awesome. Mm, you. You're just really talented. Well, thank you. First of all, I spent 20, well, the last 25 or almost 30 years with Rick Kua, a renowned Christian bassist. And he was with the Outlaws originally, a secular band, and got born again and had a huge Christian career. So between Rick Kua and Michael W. Smith and Kerry Job and others that I've been on the road with and, and spent so many years with, these are people like you're describing that are just humble at heart. They serve people. They Yes, they're bigger than life uh, entertainers, but in the real 
real world, you sit beside them, they're going to tell you their ups and their downs and help you get through yours. And that's been, I guess, the salvation for me in life is just being with good people. So how have you made a living all these years? Do you work in churches or have you been on the road? What sort of musician are you? Goodness, when I was 16, I had a school project to do for the Votech, I believe, or agriculture, I believe. And so instead of doing the garden thing, I decided to teach guitar because I'd been playing since I was four. And so I did a school project, and you might laugh about this. I did go to uh, New Orleans Famous Fried Chicken for a week and worked and decided right there and then I did not want to sling chicken or clean tables. So I put together a really nice flyer and stuck it around the community. And to my surprise, I had 10 students sign up, mostly cousins. But we got in the studio, my little studio building, and I taught guitar that summer and kept my log, my records of, you know, uh, liabilities and assets and turned it in. And and to my surprise, I was like, hey, I made more money in one day on Saturday than my dad brought home almost in his whole week's paycheck at the factory. So I was like, hmm, I should probably do this for a living. And so I began to teach at that point. And just a a snapshot version of it, I I started working for churches as a music pastor and, you know, worship leader. And it it dawned on me, hey, I'm teaching these kids songs. Why not teach them all the same songs, the drummers, the bass players, the piano players, guitar players, and then put them together and rehearse them. And that would be a really great youth band. And you know what? That's what we did. So I started um, picking 10 songs and teaching each kid their part. And in three months, I put them on the stage together, and they were astounded to hear what they sounded like once they struck the first chord together as a band. And so I began developing bands for churches, and I've been doing that my whole life. So, Well, let's segue there into Mississippi School of Music, because that's how I learned about you. I learned about them first, and then I found out that you were there later. And what struck me was that you aren't just teaching them to play. You were teaching them stage presence. You were teaching them how to connect with the audience. You were teaching them how to be, to honor the audience. And I just love that about it. So talk a little bit about Mississippi School of Music. Sure, thank you. Well, and to answer your previous question as we segue in, yes, I'm a music pastor as part-time income. I also teach as part-time income, and then I'm an artist. So all of those together keep me going and have for years. So having taught as many as 65 kids a week, 30-minute slots, that's overwhelming, and I scaled that back to about 30 kids. So before COVID came, I had about 30 students each week, and then when we all kind of got shut down, I started thinking, well, how do we, what do we do from here? And so I met Larry Cantrell from the Tammy Wynette Legacy Center over there in Tremont, Mississippi, and we had some conversations, and he would love, he said, to have the School of Music or a School of Music uh, there in the Legacy Center. And so with some thought and prayer, I decided to move the student base there, and, and that's what we did. It's interesting, though, you know, the students are everything from nine-year-olds uh, all the way up to, like, I got a 23-year-old that's still part of the school. A lot of my kids go on to college, but what they learn, uh, Melinda's, like you said, it's not even just about music. It's working together as a team. It's uh, honoring each other, serving a song, serving something bigger than yourself, and, and being you know, a servant is kind of what they're learning from me on a personal level, along with the skills of playing music. So the School of Music is right there in the Legacy Center in Tremont. We meet uh, every other Saturday for three hours and rehearse as a band, the same model I described a second ago. Each kid is learning private lessons, learning the songs uh, privately. And then when we get together as a group, it's astounding to hear them. And folks who come to the concerts, 
or blown away, as you say. Yeah, they are fantastic to listen to. It's hard to believe that it's teenagers that are playing when you're listening to them. It's amazing. They are gifted. If a listener is interested in joining your group, can you tell them how to? Of course. You can obviously go to the Mississippi School of Music Facebook page and contact me through Messenger. Or you can reach out to me at crosspiecemusic at gmail.com. And that's crosspiece, P-E-A-C-E, music, at gmail.com. I'll put that in the show notes so that it's easier to find for everybody listening to the podcast. Thank you. All right, let's talk about your musical career. What have you put out recently, and what are you working on? Well, thank you. I, You know, I started making Christian records and, and had studio equipment when I was just a teenager. So I, I grew up in the recording industry. Muscle Shoals was a part of my life, as well as Nashville around like I said, great musicians and and people around me. So I learned a lot early on and ended up with my own recording gear, started making Christian records um, and released uh, a a record called Month of Sundays first that was on Salt Records. And so I had songs on the radio in Christendom uh, throughout the 90s and early 2000s. Today, I up to this point, I've done, I think, seven records that you can probably find on iTunes or some other format, uh, some of them. And I've just recorded a new country record. So to answer your question, I wrote all these country songs throughout my life because I am from Mississippi, you know. And so I can be country. And uh, so I wrote some country tunes, and I um, recorded some of them along the way. And I was going to say that through that process in the early 2000s, I was at EMI, CMG, with Capitol Records today, as a songwriter for three years. And some of the songs that are on this country record are from that era. Tom Lane, who is part of Blues Council, I'm also a member of that band in Nashville. Tom Lane and I were both writing for EMI, and so they commissioned us to record a country record. And we were supposed to compete with Brooks and Dunn, who were hot as fire. Our record never got released, so obviously Brooks and Dunn won that deal, that little fight. But some of the songs were fantastic, and one of them is a song called What Love Feels Like. And it's on this new country record called Love's Road. And the song is What Love Feels Like. You guys have played one off of the record here, uh, one of the stations locally. And it's called Here Comes Hard Times. Yeah, and it was typical Tony Hooper because you sent it to us and you said, here's a little thing I wrote. You might like it. It's kind of okay. And I listened to it and it's just the best thing I've ever heard. So uh, it's just very typical of you. It's such a great song. It's so clever and great. Okay, so for the radio portion of of what we're going to talk about today, I want to wrap up by asking you what is next for you. But for all the listeners who are listening on the radio, Tony and I are going to continue to talk about some of the songs that he has. And if you want to hear that conversation, look for this podcast, Heard It on the Shark Podcast. You can find it on Apple, Amazon, and Google. We're going to play some of his songs on there, and he's going to talk about a few of the songs. So if you're you're interested in what you've heard, then go find the podcast and listen to it as well. But for those who are listening on the radio, just tell us what's next for you. Well, thank you. Yeah, 2023, we're doing uh, booking dates for this Love's Road tour, Love's Road record. So I, th- I think we're going to be over at the Amory Railroad Festival and in local places and a lot of local things. So check us out. We're going to be at the Salty Net uh, doing a little uh, concert coming up at Valentine's. And, hey, Mississippi School of Music's doing, always doing shows. We have a Valentine's show on the 13th of February at 6 p.m. at the Legacy Center. So I'll be busy supporting this new record and growing the School of Music. Tony, you're 
just an onion. There's there's <laughs> layers and layers of interesting things. I'm going to do some research and put some really good links in the podcast notes so that people who are looking for you can find you easily. Thank you, thank you so much for coming and talking to me today. And thanks, Melinda. And thank you, Shark. We appreciate everybody. Okay, Shark fans, that's it for this edition of Heard It on the Shark. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. to find out what's going on from local community leaders. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for an interview or for access to this interview, go to our website, shark1023.com, and click on the podcast tab. Keep it tuned to the Shark 1023 and have a great rest of the day. Okay, Tony, let's extend this conversation a little bit because I want to talk about some of the music that you have done. It's so interesting, and to me... When you know the songwriter's story and thought behind it, it just makes the song even better. So if you don't mind, can we talk about Here Comes Hard Times first? Can you give us a little setup for that? Yes, thank you. Well, I love Merle Haggard um, and George Jones. And so uh, also in the Christian side of things, there was a a singer called Kenny Henson of the Henson family. So I, I love trying to be Kenny Henson or thought I could be when I was a kid. I would try to sing like that dude and, and of course, Merle. And So uh, every once in a while, um, I write a song that's just as honest as it can be. And so at one point, I went through a divorce. I was living in a farmhouse across from the church that had literally canceled me, if we can say it in a modern term, <laughs> and so kicked me out because of the divorce. And so here I am uh, in a farmhouse in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere in Mississippi, and I had no heating and cooling, so it was kind of a hard time. And so I wrote this song sitting in that um, farmhouse, Here Comes Hard Times. <laughs> it's sad to me that you guys have to suffer so much for your music. Sometimes the music makes us suffer. Sometimes it's just bad decisions. <laughs> but good music comes out of the suffering, so that's the bright side, I guess. Yes. Okay, let's listen to that song. She's only gone long enough miss me and I'm right here where she left me a month ago I've hardly had the time to fix my credit score God help us all she's missing me once more here comes hard times Here comes hard times High heels and curves Lipstick and wine Here comes heartache There goes my mind This is where my heart breaks Here comes hard times It's old news to this town My reputation melted with the snow They know she'll be around again come Christmas time But they know she'll up and leave again come 
summertime Here comes hard times Here comes hard times High heels and curves Lipstick and wine Here comes hard She's gorgeous And she knows how I adore her Our friends all say you're crazy Let her go Heaven knows No other girl on earth can make me smile Preacher says, son, you've gone the extra mile hard times Here comes hard times High heels and curves Lipstick and wine Here comes heartache There goes my mind This is where my heart breaks Here comes hard This is where my heart breaks Here comes hard time Lord have mercy as he comes All right, Tony, let's hear about Might As Well Laugh. Oh, my goodness. So um, I did this recording at Fame Studios in Muscle Shoals, Um so I told you in the, earlier in the interview, I grew up Pentecostal. And so, uh, goodness, uh, so my mother would say, son, d- did you live this song? Because it starts out talking about being caught naked on the creek bank. And so, so um, uh, no, I absolutely did not. So sometimes as songwriters, we just, it's about fantasy. It's literally about telling a story. And, and a lot of times it is true. And I won't tell which parts are true sometimes. But um, the second verse, obviously, they're sitting at the table. And the song is really about, might as well laugh because now he married the girl and they have three grandkids. So they live across the street from or beside the, the parents, the grandparents. So the whole thing is you might as well laugh. Okay. So the third verse ends up being talking about being, you know, Pentecostal. We should have went Baptist when we joined the first Presbyterian church, you know. So anyhow, it's a long, funny song about my, you know, kind of upbringing. And, and yes, yeah, some of it's true. Some of it's not, I'll admit. to be fishing when it got so hot we just went skinny dipping at your grandpa's place Lord Almighty one big mistake Spishing and splashing till our clothes went missing thanks to your kid brother little turd went snitching and your mama went ain't caught a snake it on the creek bank 
could we ever forget? We have to see their faces and ask for forgiveness at the welcome mat. Yeah, but your mama don't laugh. Ooh, no, and your dad's still mad. A few grandbabies later and me for a neighbor. Now we can't change that. So we might as well. When you joined the first Presbyterian church The second time I heard your daddy curse We was about to turn thanks When your mama went postal And your daddy said Dear, they could have went Any cost, I guess we'll never be free Misfits in the family tree Yeah, we still laugh about that How could we ever forget have to see their faces and ask for forgiveness at the welcome mat. Oh, no, your mama don't lie. No, and your dad's still mad. But three grandbabies later and me for a neighbor, now we would change that. So we might as well. That said and son, what's past is past. What's done is done. We were just two kids. Having a little too much fun. Yeah, we still laugh about that. Mm, how could we ever forget? We have to see their faces and ask for forgiveness at the welcome mat. Whoa, no, your mama don't laugh. Ooh, no, and your dad is still mad. Grandbabies later in the for a neighbor. Three grandbabies later, Lord, we wouldn't change that. So we might as well laugh. I said we might as well, you know, lighten up a little. Tony, I hate to do it. I know you're an upbeat guy, but we're going to end on this sad ballad that you have, Like It or Not. And I want you to give us a little background on it. Yes. You know, I play piano as well, right? Um, and so sometimes I'll just sit down at the piano and, and like some songwriters, most songwriters, it just kind of comes out. And so one day I sit down in the key of D and I just started playing these notes and thinking about the divorce I went through and... And the realities of my fault, her fault, it's always both fault, you know, both people's fault. And two sides of the story, my dad always said, and then there's the truth. <laughs> so this song is that kind of honesty. It's, it's that, yes, we both, um, like it or not, there's somebody else now, and that's both of our faults. That's what it's about. It's kind of sad. Like it or not, somebody's gonna love me, she's gonna touch me, and she's gonna hold me tight. 
like it or not Somebody's gonna miss me She's gonna kiss me When I get home at night You had your chance But now there's someone else Like it or not Like it or not I'll just have to close my eyes When I see you by your side Looking so in love Like it or not And I'll just go on smiling When I feel a dying Thinking about us I had my chance now there's someone else like it or not We both know there's not a chance of saving us Too many words and too much hurt Not enough love We cannot deny There was a time we both tried but too many lies and too much pride Not enough trust Like it or not I will always love you Keep the good times with you Hidden inside my heart Like it or not I will always wonder Is it really better Now that we're apart We had our chance mm. Yeah, we had our chance But now there's someone else Like it or not Okay, Tony, anybody listening to these three songs can hear what a consummate artist you are, and I'm sure they're going to want to find out more about you and hear you live and look up your songs and download them. So give us some contact and some, some upcoming dates one more time. Sure, thank you. Yeah, you can find Tony Wayne Hooper on Facebook as well. as We have a, a website now. And the Mississippi School of Music, you can always reach out that way and find out what we're doing through the school. Um, you can always reach me at crosspeacemusic at gmail.com, and that's P-E-A-C. Peace. Cross Peace Music. And so, uh, yeah, reach out if you are interested in the School of Music. Um, maybe you got a child that's uh, gifted and you feel like they, they're ready for a teacher, a mentor. That's kind of what we do. We're a life coach and uh, in the way of music and ministry as well. Um, and just uh, as far as booking dates, you can do the same. You can reach out at crosspeacemusic at gmail.com and maybe we'll play your festival or come by your church. 
Either one. Tony Wayne Hooper, you are a treasure to Mississippi, and we are lucky to have you. Thank you so much for traveling to see me today. Thank you, Melinda. And I want to say thank you to the state of Mississippi. They got added me to the Mississippi Blues Trail. Even though I'm, uh, you know, I do worship music and gospel music and then country music, I got added to the Blues Trail in Amory. I'm on the marker in Amory. So that's a real blessing. Thank you, Mississippi. Thank you, Shark. And thank you, Melinda. This show is made possible by JC Media LLC in Ripley, Mississippi. JC Media owns the Shark 102.3 Classic Rock FM radio station where the show is hosted and Sunbear Recording Studio where the interviews are recorded. We need your feedback and support. If you listen to the podcast on a player like iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. We also have an email in which you can share your feedback. That email is theshark1023 at gmail.com. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite app or stream episodes online at shark1023.com front slash podcast. Today's episode was produced by Melinda Marsalis. It was edited by Rick Williams and engineered by Chris Marsalis. The podcast technician is Joyce Grady. 